January 4th, 2024, we're in Masechet Bava Kama and Daf Yod Amud Bet. If you count from the bottom of the Amud up, it's two lines up, three words before the end of the line. Inside the Gemara, Lo Nisrecha Ela Lepehat Nevela. If you recall, the Gemara was in the midst of trying to determine what we were dealing with. It had a certain understanding of three derashot that it made from Pesukim, but now turned us in a different direction. And the words Pehat Nevela, which are most significant for us today, mean that the depreciation and the value of the nevela, of the corpse of an animal which was initially damaged, is in turn a question uh, in court. Whose nevela is that now for the keeping, number one? Who keeps the corpse? So we established that, the Gemara told us quite simply, of course, that nevela, that corpse, is going to be handed to the nizak, the person who was damaged. The person who damaged the uh, individual now turns to him and says, I have to pay? Okay, let me start with the corpse. Take the value of the corpse and I'll pay the difference. And he's allowed to do so. The Gemara said, that's simple. We were already familiar with that. We had a derasha from yeshiv earlier. You could even pay back with bran. You could certainly pay back with... The, uh, the corpse as well, the nevela. Uh, the question though, or the issue that was being addressed in the Pesukim, the Gemara is telling us, is pehat nevela, which means to say, after the animal initially is killed, uh, the value of the corpse is worth X. Over the course of time, until there's what's called ha'amada bedin, until they actually enter into the court and evaluate and determine how much am I paying, what is my responsibility as the damager, the value has gone down in that corpse. Who's, uh, on whose head is that depreciation? That's right. So the Gemara's suggestion over here is... Why? Until they make a decision... No, because in Yashiv, it's only telling me the method through which I can pay back. So if I'm paying back with the corpse, it means as I pay back with the corpse, what's the value of the corpse? There's no question over here, over there. Over here, if the pasuk is going out of its way to tell us you can and should even, per se, uh, pay back with the corpse, it means that maybe the initial value of the corpse, when it's higher in value, is, is, is mine, and the nizak, the person who got damaged, loses out. I, I missed it on the land. But the minute you damage it, until you decide to pay back, could be, but it's not, so to speak, in the possession of one or the other at that point. Over here, the question. So, and in, in short, the Gemara's suggestion is that the t- depreciation will be on the head of the damaged, and for argument's sake, we'll make up numbers as we did yesterday. The value of the damage is $200. The value of the corpse in the initial stage after death is $50. A couple days, a couple hours, a couple weeks go by, the corpse goes down in value. It rots, it smells, the hides are no longer usable, <coughs> etc. It's now worth $10. How much do I as the damager pay? Of course I'm paying with the corpse. Why wouldn't I? Yashiv. Uh, but how much do I pay you above that? Yashlimena. Do I pay $150 or do I have to pay $190? The Gemara's suggestion over here is I pay $150, meaning the depreciation is on the nizak. So that's the issue we saw earlier in the Gemara. That's a mahloket, ultimately speaking, and a mahloket in how to be posek lahalacha. According to one of the two opinions, Rav Hunabre, Rav Yoshua, and Rav Papa, you could pay in bran or money or land, all equal. The other opinion, right, right. The other opinion, that of Rav Huna, 
The other opinion, that of Rav Huna, is that ideally, you have to, if you have it, you have to pay with high quality land or money. If you don't have it, then you could be paid back the rest in brand. The Nizak will lose. If the Nizak doesn't move quickly over here and do Ha'amad Abedin and deal with it, he'll lose out, sure. No, 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 quite the opposite. He has no interest. If we're saying that the pehat, so it's the person who got damaged, he's not going to want to de- delay. In other words, the point is you are going to streamline, you're going to make these cases much quicker if you tell the person you have, you have potential no, loss. I, I, I don't want to do the course. You're saying I get 150 anyway. And I'm going to pay you with the corpse. You don't want to deal with it, then you're just going to take 150 or whatever. But the point is, if you're going to deal with it, it's a tremendous loss of money. So I'm going to deal with it. You may as well deal with it right now. You may as well grab that corpse, realize, get it evaluated or whatever, and, and, and move on from there. Right. What's that? Agreed. I mean, there's, there's, it's still a hassle. You have to find the guy. He's got back order. You know. Is this to make sure that the Nizak doesn't delay the proceeding for any reason? I don't know if it's. I don't know if I, that's what will happen. I imagine. I don't think it's per se the reason. The understanding of the Torah is that it's already, so to speak, in his possession. And as a result, anything that goes down is on him. As the Gemara then says, uh, maybe though, uh, maybe the issue of lema pehat nevela tanaehi, uh, maybe this issue of the depreciation of the corpse uh, being on the, uh, on the head or, or being the responsibility of the nizak, the person who got damaged, is really a mahlok tanaim. It's a dispute amongst the rabbis from the time of the Mishnah Beraita. They didn't agree on this matter. One opinion we'll see in a moment, they're going to suggest, suggest is exactly as we said. If it went from 50 down to 10, uh, whose loss is it? The nizak, the person got damaged. The other opinion we're going to suggest uh, believes that it's not so. And it's on the mazik. And the person who's now paying back would have to pay 190. Ditanya, we have a beraita, which seems to, not explicitly, but implicitly spell this out. The beraita cites that pasuk from Shomer Sachar. The pasuk says, Im tarof yitaref, Ed. The pasuk says, if the animal, which I'm looking, o- looking after and uh, empowered and even paid to uh, safeguard and to watch over, uh, gets uh, torn up, another animal comes and attacks it, Ed. Rather, The pasuk says that I need to bring a witness to testify that this was Be'ones and it was out of my control and as a result I'm exempt. The derasha, quite simply, in terms of interpreting this, the first First opinion is First opinion, that of Hachamim, just reads the pasuk kipshuto. The simple reading of the pasuk is you bring witnesses that it was out of your capability, and then you're patur. There's no. You're going to be guilty. Uh, so unless you have witnesses, what the Torah is telling you. It says, says the, the, the Beraita onward, it says, Abba Shaul Omer Yavi Aduda Lebedin. The next opinion, that of Abba Shaul, stay, is, states that you bring the corpse of the animal to Betin. The Lashon of the Gemara is Aduda, for Rashi it's Arura. We explained those two Lashonot yesterday, but effectively they amount to the same thing. The word refers to the corpse. According to Abba Shaul, the Pasuk is instructing not the way to get out of 
uh, payment by claiming that this was ones, that this was out of your control, but rather the way to deal with compensation when you were poshia, when you were negligent. What does that mean? Immediately the pasuk is encouraging and instructing, bring the animal, Mr. Damager, to the betin and let it get appraised. Well, says the Gemara, let's start with that second opinion. Why would you bring the animal immediately and get it appraised? The only reason you would get it appraised immediately is so that when it's time for payment, when it depreciated in value, when it's worth now only $10 and initially was was uh, 50, you as the damager are able to say, that's not on me, it was worth $50 initially, that's yours, and I'll pay you the 150. No, the second opinion the Gemara is going to suggest, that of Abba Shaul, is coming to add and tell us that the depreciation is on the Nizak, Pehat Nevela, when the corpse goes down in value, that's on the person who got damaged. Because if it was on the damager, if it was on the person who caused the damage, what we call the Mazik, he wouldn't need to bring it into Betin at that time. All he needs to do is to speed up his payment, take the animal, and pay with it at that time. There's no reason to get it appraised. Whatever I hand off, ultimately speaking, is what's going to be my payment. I realize I damaged, I'll show up at his door immediately and hand it to him. There's no reason for the Torah to instruct or encourage or guide you to bring the animal and get it evaluated. The only reason the Torah would be telling you that is to say, well listen, it's going to be on his head. You're in no rush. You have nothing you need to do other than getting this animal evaluated. <clears throat> That's what the Gemara now speaks out. It says the Gemara, my love, should we not suggest the following is their dispute. On this, they are disagreeing. That second opinion of Bashaul. He believes pehat nevela denizakave. The depreciation in the corpse is on the head. It's the responsibility of the nizak, the person who got damaged. Therefore, says the Torah, bring the animal into betin, make certain it's evaluated immediately, so that when you pay back later and you're in no hurry to pay back, you now have set in stone the amount that this corpse is worth. I understand what you say. Well, two things. Firstly, maybe betin is a generic word. Maybe it means get it evaluated. And the Torah doesn't say explicitly betin. The rabbis are using those words. Maybe their reference, the vantage point is, you know, just deal with this, make sure it's evaluated. It's the way to say it. The way to say it is, have betin do that. <clears throat> That's, that might be the most simple interpretation. Alternatively, well, this is going to be a larger case over here. So it's not that in general they would need to be appraising it. But, so to speak, get this case going, bring it there, make sure it's evaluated immediately. Something along those lines, I hear what you're saying. I do believe that the regular, the betin, where you're actually going to be dealing with this, wouldn't need to be doing that. You could just appeal to the market value. But again, it might all be, uh, so to speak, a mashal. It might be the point is we're referring to make sure the value is taken note of at that point and you understand it. Brother, what makes you feel 
one of them has to bring into valuation that sways it towards one way or the other. It's not that it sways it. If we're in this situation, imagine it instead of the Torah for a moment as your lawyer. Your lawyer is going to say to you, you damaged, make certain that you have this evaluated from now. Now listen, if it's, if it's on your head, in other words, whatever you pay back is whatever you pay back, no issue in getting it evaluated. Whenever you pay it back, pay it back now, he might say to you, and that's your initial payment. But if you're not paying it back right now, he's going to say to you, first things first, before we enter, get it evaluated. Because of the, exactly. So that's, that's what the suggestion is. Says the Gemara, my love, go ahead. No, Eid uh, over there is not, uh, the, when the Torah uses the Lashon of Eid, you know, there's from Makot, it's a reference to two. Monetary, you can do one, no? No, uh, excuse me, so we have certain circumstances where one witness. In monetary issues, you need two witnesses. And so when Eid, Lashon Eid is Shenaim Eidim, is Setam Eid in the Torah. Anyway, it says the Gemara, so again, Abba Shaul Omer Aduda Lebetin, my love Behakam perhaps it appears, this is their Mahloket, the Morsavar Pehat Nevela de Nizak, that's the second opinion that of Abba Shaul, Have, Umorsavar de Mazik Have. Says the Gemara, I don't believe that you need to interpret this argument, this, this disagreement in that fashion. You could give a different an explanation to what Abba Shaul and Hachamim are disagreeing about. Perhaps, says the Gemara, lo, de alma de nizak. Everyone, even the Hachamim, agree that pehat nevela de nizak. The depreciation in the corpse value is on the head of its responsibility of the person who got damaged. So then what's the mahlokah? There is something going on over here between Hachamim and Abba Shaul. They are disagreeing about something. They're disagreeing about something else. Ve'acha betorah nevela kamiflege. Their disagreement is on the Torah. We know that word from Masechet Betzah. Tirha means the labor, means the... What's the towing charge? Well said. It's the uh, it's the dealing with getting the ox, getting the animal out of the pit, making certain that the ox which was gored or died in whatever fashion is now brought out, and as a result, well, then returned. Who pays for that initial charge? The towing charge says the Gemara. That's the mahloka between Abba Shaul and Hakamim. Abba Shaul says it's on you. Your lawyer says to you, I hate to break this to you. You're just dead. Damaged, I know, but the towing charge is on you. Whereas Hachamim said, oh, what are you talking about? We're not addressing, that's not what the Torah is telling you. Of course, it's on the Nizak. That's not, it says the Gemara Vehatanya. That's Benihuta, says Rashi. This is not a question, this is a proof. Aherim omrim, minayin sheba'al abor, the first opinion here in the Beraita questions and asks, how do you know that on the Baal Habor, meaning the person who damaged, it's his responsibility to pay for the towing charges of the animal. Tamud Lomar, Kesef Yashiv Liv'alav Vehamet. So first we'll read the words and then we'll notice this is not the simple interpretation. Money is returned to the owner, meaning of the damaged item, and the corpse, meaning the corpse is on you, the damager, to give to the person who got damaged. It's very clearly not the simple reading of the pasuk. The simple reading of the pasuk goes like this. If you know the ta'amim, it goes, Kesef yashiv alav. pause. You pay back money to the original owner. Vehamet yihyelo. 
and the corpse is his. But that's not the derasha. The derasha is that both money and the corpse are to be returned by the mazik. All right, that's where we, for all intents and purposes, ended. Because it's a derasha. It's, a, it's, not a, it's not a Peshat reading of the Pasuk. Uh, they, they were well aware of the uh, ending of the Pasuk. Uh, so that's, that's the ending of the Gemara. So the, the, the Gemara now is suggesting that maybe everybody holds uh, Pehat Nevelah is on the Nizak, the person who got damaged, has to deal with the depreciation. And there's a dispute nonetheless about whose responsibility is it to pay for the towing charge. Says the Gemara. From this, from this we're saying that the, the animal is not the owner of the, uh, is not the guy who was pitted was? No. So, what, what do you mean? You're saying, why are you assuming that it's returning the animals, I think? We said... Who's, who's, who's giving, who's giving Kesef Yashiv Liv'alav? Who's paying the money to whom? So, the, the owner has to pay, whose owner of the pit has to pay the money? Good, good. To the, yeah. To the cow owner, right? Has to pay says, and the shall be his. So why are you assuming, why? I'm not assuming, I'm just pointing out, the is not connected to giving the money to the person who was damaged. Those words are ambiguous. It's not, the, and the carcass is his. It's whose? It's his. Why can't I argue the same way? You could argue both ways. And the Gemara really was deliberating. We weren't sure how to read those words. If you read it like this, though, money is returned to the owner and the dead body, period, not, not at, is his. So then it's very clearly the owner of the pit is giving the dead body and... So the way the Torah says it, it's, it's the opposite. The way the Torah says it, it's ambiguous. Ambiguous, not obvious. Because who is the Hamet Yehielah? You're right. Maybe the simple reading is it belongs to the car, to the pit owner. But you could read it the other way as well. Kesef Yashiv Alav. You pay back money to the original owner. Oh, and by the way, the Hamet Yehielah. In addition, uh, he gets the carcass. You could have read it like that. I mean, the Gemara happens to say that that is the way to read it. The Gemara said it is the way to read it, but we avoid that right now because we manipulated the Pasuk. We say, Vehamed. It says the Gemara. It's a derasha. I, I hear you. I hear you. Unless. I hear you. Unless they had a masoret of some sort, or they had a sevara of some sort, and it's an asmachta. So in other words, says the Gemara, Amar le'abayele rava, hai torah nevela hechi dame. Says the Gemara, let's try to break down and understand. Hechi dame means what's, what's the nature of it. Let me understand this torah nevela. We moved past depreciation of carcass, of corpse, and we're into talking about, well, the towing charges. Let me understand the nature of that, because if I understand the nature of the situation, I'll kind of be able to break, break it down in my mind as to why there's a novelty, there's a chidush, that you're putting the charge on the damager. Ilema, if you're to tell me, Ilema means if you'll tell me, Dibibira, bira is a pit, is a boar. So in the boar, in the pit, the animal which was killed, Shavyazuza, its value looking from the top of the pit, I say, you know what, I'll tell you that animal. Uh, what's the value of an animal in a pit that you have to pull out that is dead? Let's say one zoos. That's a currency, one zoos. The aguda, 
ah in the Aramaic is al, if it's put an aleph at the beginning. So on, gud is the uh, safa, is the, uh, is the bank, uh, is on the, the top, the surrounding area at the top of the pit, so may, the edge. So maybe at the bottom of the pit it's worth one zuz, and at the top of the pit it's shavya, it's valued at arba. All the work has been done. I know corpses are not worth a hundred zuz, but it's worth four zuz. And says the Gemara, if that's the case, you need to tell me, well, by the way, the Torah goes out of its way, or there's a mahluk, and in one opinion tells you, towing charges are on the person who damaged. Well, of course it's his bed. Why wouldn't he want to tow it out? If you leave it in the pit and we get into court, they're going to evaluate it as one zoos. I'm going to say, okay, I'll pay you the, 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 the carcass and the rest. You're going to end up paying 199 If you just pull it out, even if it's not on you, of course you're going to want to pull it out because now you're going to pull it out. Let's say that costed you half a zoos. All right, you saved two and a half zoos because now at the, at, the, at the edge of the pit, it's worth four zoos, right? Do you follow? So in other words, the Gemara's... It's not that it costs three zoos to get it out. It's that once it's out, we look at it and we say it's worth more. Uh, people, I mean, this one we know, people don't think mathematically. People think in terms of ease. I'll sell it to you in the pit, but you need to do the, the towing charges, uh, how much you want. I'll give you one, but one second. Let's rationalize this. All it costs is half a zoos to pull it out. No, but I'm not. Okay, sir, you do that and then I'll pay you the four zoos. I don't want to have to deal with finding the tow service, et cetera, et cetera. That's why. The owner of the pit, the damager. The Gemara says the, the damager, the mazik, would want to, it's in his benefit, to get the carcass out in this situation. Because it's worth more money when he gets it out. So, so you don't need a pasuk to tell you. Of course he's going to pay for it. He'll do it himself, you know. When he would put in that effort in payment or in doing it himself, he's doing it for himself. You don't need a pasuk to tell me, to teach me, well, by the way, the towing charges are on him. I want to tow it. Amar le, so the response in turn is, la tzericha, it must be, de bebira shavya zuzah, ve aguda name shavya zuzah. Both in the pit and out of the pit, it has the exact same value. How could that make sense? Yeah. Same point. I say to you, you want to buy my carcass? You say, sure, it doesn't have a different value whether in the pit or out of the pit. But wait a second, you say to him, but do you know what it costed me to get out of the pit? It costed me half a zoos. I want a zoos and a half. He says, excuse me, sir, it's a carcass, it's a carcass. I'm going to buy it for you from, for one zoos. You tell me it was in the pit, it would have been cheaper. I, I'm in this situation, this is all I'm buying it for. Uh, says the Gemara, do you find such a thing? Uh, don't you always, in commerce, in, in, uh, in retail, aren't you able to say this is what went into it and that's why it costs more based on its location and its context? Is that reality even existent? Do you ever find that the same item, both in the convenient location and the inconvenient location, has the same price? Says the Gemara, in, in Indeed you do. Aren't you aware of what people say? People say that a beam, whether it's out in the field or it's in the city, has the exact same price of one uh, zoos. Uh, Morris, it's not true. I, I defer to your retail uh, information. Right. So the Gemara is claiming... The Gemara, at the very least, is claiming there is a reality not that way. 
I, I, okay. I, I, to the Nizak, of course. So, so, so the Gemara is stating, the Gemara is suggesting there are situations where the value doesn't change. And in that situation, it's a hidush, it's a novelty to say, well, you, damager, the owner of the pit, it's on you to get it out. There is, however, a, a different question here in the Gemara, and that is that when the Gemara stated just a few lines back, the Gemara said, well, what's the situation? If on the bank, on the edge of the uh, pit, it's worth four, and in the pit, it's worth one, so then of course he's gonna put in the effort to get it out, and you don't need a pasuk to teach me that. On that line, there's famous words of Kesot HaChoshen. Kesot HaChoshen cites a Gemara later on on Daf Tzadichet Amud Aleph. The Gemara on Daf Tzadichet Amud Aleph has the following statement, if a person, and the Gemara goes on to explain exactly what the case is, if this is how the Gemara describes it, if a person is holding their money, their wallet in their hand as such, right, on the palm of their hand, something of that sort, and I come by and I slap the bottom of their hand, so I didn't directly touch the money, I didn't pick it up from their hand. I didn't t- in any way come in contact with money. I slapped the bottom of their hand, so indirectly caused that that money fell out of their hand and into the Yam HaGadol, into the Great River and the Great Sea, and it's now at the bottom of it. So it continues the Gemara. It has to be, and you can see the money. So the money is visible in there. In such a circumstance, I say to you, You say to me, uh, I say to you, Faddal, go, go fish it out. You say, what are you talking about. Now it's going to cost me money to fish it out. You could see it right there. I didn't touch it. It was indirect in terms of what I caused and brought forth on you. It's not on me. No, no, no. I want you to pay for the uh, snorkel goggles. I want you to pay for the person that I have to pay uh, to scuba dive down to the bottom. That's not on me. If I had touched it and thrown it down there, it's one thing. Over here was an indirect damage. It's such a What's well, not really. No, no, not, not one second. You step ahead of me, but the, the animal's at the bottom. Forget, forget about it. The animal's at the bottom already. In such a circumstance, maybe we should liken it to that Gemara where the damaged item or the item which is lost is at the bottom. And as a result, I could or should suggest that the fishing it out is not on me. It's on you. And as in turn, you're right, it's to my benefit to fish it out and to bring it to the top. But over here, there's no benefit one way or another. We'll look at it, we'll uh, put on our, our, uh, our market value goggles and say, it's in the pit, it's worth one zoos. Out of the pit, we all know it's worth four zoos. Whose responsibility? Not mine. Uh, that's, that's the question of Kesot HaChoshim and Siman Shin Pevav. He questions why in our Gemara the assumption is you need to pull it out in order to change the value. We saw later on that it doesn't work that way. That while it's in there, I say to you, there's your item, go and take it. Charlie suggested, it's what Kesot HaChoshim to a certain extent suggests, he quotes from Tosafot there, and Tosafot says, listen, this is true provided that you didn't damage the purse, the money, in any way. If you damaged it, so in addition to the depreciation on your damage, we say to you as well, and you have to fish it out. That's the logic of Tosafot. In other words, if I was so far removed from this act that I just slapped your hand and it fell in there, I say to you, okay, you go get it. I didn't do anything to your item. I slapped you. 
That's what happened as a result. We can even see it. Go fish it. It's not on me. In our case, however, the item, the animal, was damaged. If the animal was damaged, we say, this case is your case. It's your responsibility. You want to exempt yourself of dealing with the uh, dirty work over here? It doesn't work that way. Once you, hands-on or animal-on, affected the property of another person, the full responsibility of towing charges include, included are on you. That's the suggestion of Kesot HaChoshim. But okay, that's where our Gemara settles this issue. Yes. Yes. Well, I don't know if it's not deliberate. We're certainly treating it as deliberate, even though it's your animal. Uh, but it, but but it was your negligence that led to it, which is somewhat deliberate. Understood, but not the way we treat it. Al pi halacha. Negligence we treat as if it is your your action, your inactivity. Is treated as an activity so to us. In the case of the hand, you know the wallet is in the hand? Absolutely. And then you smack it and it goes Yeah. All right, we'll get there and we'll, we'll, we'll understand it in greater depth. All right, says the Gemara on, we're here. It says Gemara, Amar Shemuel en Shamin, lo le ganav ve lo le gazlan, ela le nezakin. The statement here of Shemuel goes as follows En Shamin, we do not do an evaluation, not for a thief, nor for a robber. Uh, only for damages. Well, what does it mean we don't evaluate? Also, what's the difference between ganav and gazlan? Ganav means a person who, uh, in a sneaky way, pickpockets another person, breaks into their house at night. A gazlan is a person who puts a gun to their head, or, or sticks a knife against their neck and says, give me your money. That's the difference between ganav and gazlan. Uh, what is our situation? Nezakin, that's damages. What does it mean en shamin? En shamin means the following. Do we evaluate... Um, the broken item. In other words, will betin is the practice, should the practice of betin be that the carcass in our situation is evaluated? We establish the answer is yes. Why are we evaluating the, the, the carcass? Because we say to you, now you can return that carcass. Leave depreciation out of this for now. According to Rashi, that's not our issue. So again, we've established until now that if I damaged your property, we go to your property and we evaluate what's left of it, and then I hand you that, that's the beginning of my payment, and then I pay the rest. We called it $50 and I pay the $150. What about if I stole or I, uh, I pickpocketed you on, in, in some way or or another, and I end up with your money. I end up with your object. I'm holding on to your object. I stole your uh, fancy, uh, I don't know, uh, what we got? Car, fantastic. And then I turn the corner in a hurry to get away from you, and I slam it into the pole. Now, in such a situation, do I get to then say, hey, Betin, could you evaluate what this car is worth right now? Oh, it went down $10,000? No problem. The car was worth seventy. dollars I'll pay sixty. Excuse me. I'll pay ten plus the uh, plus the car. The car is worth sixty thousand dollars now. Here's the car, and here's ten thousand dollars on top. Is that permitted when it comes to stealing Geneva or Gezela? The statement. Why not? What do you mean? Uh, he, 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 if he butchers the cow and sells it in the market, he sold it in the marketplace. You can't give back the cow. Who told you? I slaughtered the cow. But Jesse, you're talking about the amount I pay back. 
Mike, our question is how I pay back. Can I use the cow, which is slaughtered, to pay back? No. So that's no. the statement. Oh. So you're assuming that. The Gemara is telling us over here, you can't pay back with the cow, which is now damaged. Which so is now. He gets to, and I don't think he wants to, but he has to. In other words, I'm holding on to your damaged car now. I can't, I, I can't give back the car and $10,000. I need to deal with the car. And tr- no, it's not damaged. It's not damaged. Then of course I give it back. No. The halakha is the robber cannot now give the damaged goods plus whatever got damaged. Absolutely. That's right. Now he could say, I want the watch. He could say that, but you can't push it on him. You, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it. All right, that's the halakha. Now, the next words are Shemuel says, but I added on to this. Because the initial statement, en shamin, Rashi interpreted as, this is the practice of Betin. I would add on to the list, we don't know which Gazlan list, the list of Ganav and Gazlan or Nizikin, the Gemara says, we're not sure what he meant, af lasho'el, ve'aba modeli. I think that we add on to the list either of Ganav and Gazlan, he's very ambiguous, he's cryptic, or onto the list of Nizikin, that Sho'il, a borrower, a person who borrows the object from another person and it gets damaged from Pishya, from negligence, is the same way. It's the same way in what respect? He gets to give the damaged goods and pay on top of it, or he has to pay the full amount and he has to deal with the damaged goods. So the Gemara doesn't tell us. The Gemara will now deliberate, uh, will now debate that issue. Uh, before we go onward, what is, uh, is there a textual, is there a logical distinction, difference between Genevan Gezela, the stealing situation, and Nizikin? Uh, why are we distinguishing? It's just a statement. You didn't bring any sourcing. Tosafot on the left-hand side, quotes from Talmud Yerushalmi, and they themselves deal with this. If you take a look at Tosafot on the left-hand and so I will briefly address their words. They initially cite from Rashi, and uh, they continue. If you go four lines down, five lines down, so it says, Even though we've had in the Gemara until now a pasuk in the Torah, which teaches us that you pay back even the value of whatever you could pay back with bran, you could pay back with corpses, etc. And that was true by Nizikim. Mikom, uh, nonetheless, ganav gazlan shane. When it comes to a robber and a thief, it's different. Mishum dichtiv, because the pasuk says veheshivet hagezela asher gazal keren shegazal. The pasuk in the Torah says you need to return the item which you stole. The rabbi's understanding is it needs to be like the item that you stole. If it's now a dented car, now a totaled car, now a broken watch, it's not the same item. And as a result, you can't just give that back and say, and I'm going to throw some money on top of it. It needs to be the actual item. Tosafot goes on, cites from Talmud Yerushalmi and gives logic to this. Or maybe not logic, but halachic terminology for this. And it goes like this very briefly. When a person 
steals, when a person takes from another person um, uh, in, a, uh, in an illegal way, the halakha is they immediately have what's called kinyan gezela. It now becomes partially acquired by them. It's a crazy thought. I stole it from you. It's now legally mine to a certain extent. And as a result, as a result, if it gets damaged, I can't throw that back at you. It's no longer yours. You say, are you giving me that? That's already yours. I want the money which you took from me. That's very different than nizikin. When it comes to damage, I damaged your property. It didn't become partially mine. It became a responsibility for me to compensate you for what I did. That's... Yes. Yes. Baruch Amen